right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right? Let's go. Take it. Take it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. With the 14th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Ochai Abaji from the University of Kansas. And with the 21st pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Denver Nuggets select Christian Brown from the University of Kansas. Well, last night was fun, huh? The NBA Draft. Two Jayhawks selected, not just selected, but selected in the first round. We'll have more on that uh, in just a couple of moments. Uh, this is a going to have a great show for all of you today. Going to start off with the draft recap, go into some Bill Self audio. He had a chance to talk to some of the media after the NBA draft last night. And here and there, of course, we got some more best of RCSD trivia, stock market, closing bell. We'll have that at about the top of the four o'clock hour. Then got another top 10 at the top of the five o'clock hour. So let's start things off. Last night was the NBA draft. Ochai Abaji picked 14th overall to the Cleveland Cavaliers and Christian Brown selected 21st overall to the Denver Nuggets. Two great teams. Well, okay. Two teams <laughs> two teams that needed uh to get a wing guy and I think these are great picks. You know, you take away the spectrum of, you know, me being biased towards KU, but um, I, I still think they're great picks. You know, they needed three and D wing guys. Uh, Ochai and Christian are, do, are definitely a couple of those guys. So Ochai becomes the 18th lottery pick in the history of Kansas basketball, the 12th lottery pick under head coach Bill Self. And this is also the first time that two Jayhawks have been selected in the first round in eight years. 2014 was the last time. Uh, that was Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid going first and third overall, uh, respectively. But, And we'll hear Bill Self talk about this in about 20 minutes. Uh, but he said the night definitely could not have gone any better. Um, he, he knew that, I think we all knew this too, we knew that Ochai was going to be late lottery to mid first round. Um, and then Christian Brown would have gone um, late first round, to early second round possibly. Honestly, it kind of I wouldn't it kind of surprised some people the fact that Christian did go so high. I, I think that's just the thing um, because some people expected him to fall off, especially with the talent that was uh, still available in the draft board. But you know everything everything worked out, and I think Denver's gonna Denver got a great guy in Christian Brown, and a lot of fans on both. Uh, on both uh, organizations are pretty happy with the way that things went. So, um, obviously, 
time will tell if if those uh if those will be great fits. Um, but at the same time, basically we can speculate for right now. We think that uh that this was pretty good. ESPN gave both of these picks an A. I think uh, Ochai was an A plus. Christian was an A minus. Uh, something like that. But Bleacher Report gave both picks a C grade for the teams, and the only reason is because of the talent level that was still available at that time when they drafted Christian and Ochai. Ty Ty Washington is a good example. He was still available when Christian got drafted. Uh, and there are a lot of other wing guys, some really talented wing guys when Ochai got drafted. So, um, you know, it was interesting to see how they were thinking, why didn't we pick this guy? I- I'm trying to think a name off the top of my head. But like, why didn't we draft this guy um, over Ochai Abaji? But I think a lot of that um, has to do with um, the championship mindset that Ochai had, and the fact that he was a national champion. So, you know, for example, uh, like Dalen Terry was still available. Tori Eason, AJ Griffin, they were still available when Ochai got drafted. What got drafted? Malachi Branham as well, and those seemed like guys that honestly could have gone higher than they actually did. Um, in the end, Ochai was the one that got drafted. And then with Christian Brown uh, getting drafted, they still had guys like Marjon Bochamp, Ty Ty Washington, uh, stuff like that. Um, still. They were all still waiting to get drafted. Um, so that that's just the thing. It's basically just boils down to the reason why people were upset by those picks. It's only just because there was some talent level ahead of them that honestly, in my mind, like Ty Ty, honestly could have gone higher. Ty Ty got, uh, was drafted 29th overall uh, to Memphis. And we saw him ball out against, uh, against KU back in January in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, he's, he's a tremendous athlete and he was, he was supposed to be this very talented prospect, possibly a lottery pick. And then things kind of fell off and he ended up being the 29th overall pick. So it, it, uh, obviously draft picks, they only mean so much, I think is just what I'm trying to say. They only mean so much, uh, because it mostly, they mostly just go off of what they see in scouting, but whether or not it can actually work on the playing surface is, is one thing or another, because if you put into, if you factor in, um, the, oh, uh, what is it? What is the word? Basically, quote unquote decoration. Um, that both of these that that everybody that everybody had. If you if you go with um like how hyped were they? How great of an athlete they were for their team, and how great of an athlete they were for their conference. Ochai would have been a top five pick, but that's not what they look at. Um, and because you, you can go all the way back, because like let's say the national player of the year, which was Oscar Sheebway, and he's he's gonna stay in college for one more year. Um, but let's like like let's go back to Frank Mason. He was the uh the the Wooden Award winner. He was the na- he was the national player of the year, but he was a second round draft pick. So basically, honestly, draft picks they're nice and all, but they only mean so much compared to how they'll actually do uh, on the playing surface. And I, I, everybody knows that. It's, it's, just, it's just nice to have a reminder is just what I'm trying to say. So with this NBA draft coming to a close, and um, I'm going to talk about a few things in a little bit. The 2023 mock draft has been announced, and there are two Jayhawks 
who are in the mock draft. And Jalen Wilson is not one of them. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Jalen Wilson is not one of the Jayhawks projected to get drafted as of right now. Right now, the mock draft has Grady Dick going 18th overall and Kevin McCuller at the tail end of the draft, 53rd overall. There's going to be 59 picks next year because I think the Bulls had to forfeit a pick. Um, But two Jayhawks right now projected to get drafted in 2023. And it does come with a bit of a shock that it's not Jalen Wilson, who Bill Self believes, and he said this before, that if Jalen would have gotten in this draft, he would have been drafted. So it raises the question to why isn't Jalen in the draft board for the mock draft next year? And the good answer that I can give you is I don't know. And I don't think there is a better answer than I don't know because, to be honest, yeah, I don't know. Um, because Jay, because, you know, if you think about the talent level that Jalen has already, the leadership quality he's going to have next year, and then you build into how he's going to improve in this off season and become that leader, it, it kind of just raises the question, why is he not one of the top 59 players eligible to be drafted around the world next year? I, I I'm I'm baffled. I really am. I can kind of see why there are some areas that I think he could improve on, but I think it's I think it's downright ridiculous that he's not in the draft board for next year. Um, so let's just go ahead and talk about some other things and to recap uh, this draft. Um, yesterday I kind of made my prediction: Jabari Smith was going to go number one, Chet Holmgren number two, and Paolo Bancaro number three. Well, that script flipped. Paolo Bancaro went first overall to the Magic. Chet Holmgren, second overall to the Thunder, which a lot of people already predicted. And then Jabari Smith fell to third to the Houston Rockets. So that was probably the shock of, not the shock, but a shock of the draft. But I can't say I'm I'm too shocked. Paolo's such a tremendous athlete. So it, that's just the, uh, that's just the thing. But I, I think the biggest guy to look out for is Chet Holmgren next year. Uh, and in the Summer League, uh, which starts, I think, in just two weeks. Um, but basically, the, he's going to be the guy to look out for. Seven-foot guy that can play like a guard. Um, so have we found the next unicorn? Not sure. Uh, what is going to be nice, though, is that he got drafted to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, hey, if anybody is looking in the area, wants to look for an NBA game to go to, just go down to OKC. It's about a three, four-hour drive. Um, It's the closest NBA team. Watch Chet Holmgren. I think he honestly could really be something. I think he could be the next unicorn in the NBA. I think he could really be something special. Now, Hall of Famer? I wouldn't go that far yet. A lot of people thought Yao Ming would really be a Hall of Famer, which he played to a Hall of Fame ability. He just got hurt too much. Um, and that's going to be the other main question for this entire NBA draft. And it goes for a lot of guys is basically, um, it, it, it basically does just boil down to, 
can everybody stay healthy? Because I think there's going to be a lot of great guys in this draft uh, that'll make a lot of great strides in the NBA. And I personally think Ochai and Christian are two of them. I think they will be something special. I don't know if they will be out of the gate. I think it'll take a little bit of time, but I think they can be great. I think they can start off really hot and just continue that moving forward. But I think Paolo Bancaro is going to be the guy to look out for for Orlando. Chet Holmgren is going to be a highly focused on guy in the NBA because he's a seven-foot guy, lanky at about 195 pounds, but plays like a guard. And honestly, we have not seen a seven-footer really shoot to the ability that Chet Holmgren did when he was at Gonzaga. And then some other great guys, Jaden Ivey to Detroit. I think that was a great pick. And it was kind of a surprise that Jaden kind of fell that far because he was projected to go number four to Sacramento. Keegan Murray went to Sacramento. Jaden Ivey to Detroit. That's a good get. Now, let's talk about the negatives. Um, the one negative, and I'm going to talk about this quite a bit later on too. Um, what is the... I, okay, I'm going to give you guys about... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys guess something. What is the one franchise that seems to make dumb decision after dumb decision and they I in my mind I think they made one again in the draft. I'm going to give you guys 5 seconds. Okay. That wasn't even 5 seconds. But anyway, you got it? If you guess the New York Knicks, you're correct. Uh they had a lottery pick. And what they do with him? He gone. He got traded. I'm so glad I'm not a Knicks fan, man. Um I think like Nick fans are going, they have lost their patience. Um, there are so, now there are some people that think this is okay. There are some people that think this is not bad. Honestly, it maybe just depends on how their offseason goes. And heck, if they're able to get Kyrie Irving in a trade, I think that could be something. Then I think they could win the offseason. Right now, they're towards the tail end because not only that, they're traded away Kemba Walker, who was making some strides with the Knicks a season ago. And yeah, they did get first-round picks in return and a couple of them lottery picks and one of them being a protected top-four pick, but the top-four pick is not for another three years. The first-round picks are next season's draft. The problem is, um, Nick fans, just about any sports fan, but Nick fans the most are very impatient. They are ready to see their team back to a a tremendous ability towards the top. They want that. They need that. Heck, when they got when they selected their draft pick, 11 overall, which was Usmani or Usman Jang, they were the Knicks were booed. Nick fans were not happy. And it didn't matter because Jang's not even going to play for New York. He's going to play for Oklahoma City. Um so it, it basically, and I've said this before, if you're somebody that gets traded away, even if you're a current player for draft picks, it feels like you're trading away an asset for um, two Coca-Colas and a pack of gum. That's basically what it feels like to me if I was a player. I'm getting drafted, I'm getting traded for something that I think could be small. Because what you have here is speculation that those first-round draft picks are going to be good. We don't know if they will be. So, Nick fans, I'm sorry. I really am. Um, I think that that was not a 
smart choice yet. Um, but I still think they could have a decent offseason. Heck, if they Kyrie, if they get Kyrie uh, in a trade, I think that could be pretty good. This is Lane Gillespie with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. We'll have some Bill Self audio on the other end of this timeout. This is FM 1017, 1320, KLWN. Stay right here. Depend on it. Would you like to get involved in sponsoring Rock Chalk Sports Talk or the best of RCST podcast? How about getting involved in some KU action or local high school sports? You can reach out to us, djohnson at gpmnow.com. That's djohnson at gpmnow.com. And we'll see what we can do to help out your business and get involved here in local sports. Top of the hour on this Friday afternoon. This is Lane Gillespie with Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN. And it is Friday, which means it is the closing of the stock market on Wall Street in New York. By the way, Wolf of Wall Street, pretty good movie. Anyway, uh, total tangent, total tangent. Uh, but anyway, we are going to get to stocks up, stocks down, stocks neutral. Actually, there are none neutral uh, for this week's. But anyway, uh, let me cue the music. There we go. And uh, stock market. Let's get it started. Stocks up on weird drink combinations. Uh, scrolling through social media the other day, I think this was on Monday, and saw a post that the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis, shared he in, he occasionally puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Mayonnaise and coffee. I'm going to say it again. Mayonnaise and coffee. I'm throwing up just thinking of that idea. As a coffee lover myself. Ugh. I Why? Why? And if somebody... Here's the thing. If somebody tells me... If there's a lot of people that like it and somebody tells me to try it, I'll try it, but... Those are just two things that don't mix together. Mayonnaise, coffee. It's basically going to taste like a ham sandwich flavored coffee without the ham and the bread. It's just what I'm thinking of. Okay. Next up. Stocks down on the word the. T-H-E. Or I guess stocks up for Ohio State. Stocks down for everyone else. Ohio State officially got approval to trademark the word the, or the, I guess you could say, for merchandising. They are the Ohio State University, so they are trademarking the word the, or the, or whatever. It's it's the same thing, T-H-E. It's an article which gives possession to an object or whatever. They say it has been the rallying cry in the Ohio State community for many years, and Buckeye fans who purchase official Ohio State gear, sports student scholarships, libraries, and other university initiatives. That was uh, a quote from the university's senior director of media and public relations, uh, that being Ben Johnson. They're going to earn bank just from the word the, and it's going to be, I have a feeling now, so... If you know anything about the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, I know Ohio State crosses out the letter M in everything in Columbus when they're about to play against Michigan. I don't remember if Michigan does the same thing, uh, but if they do, they're going to have to cross out the word the as well if they haven't already. Next, stocks up on ignorance. 
Royals general manager, Dayton Moore, uh, was quoted earlier this week. He was asked a question about the pitching coach, Cal Eldred. He said, quote, he's doing an amazing job, and I appreciate the question. Questions like that need to be asked. I don't know why he's doing the emphasis on the question and not the subject. Cal's doing a tremendous job as far as his attitude is concerned. We are seeing some growth. Royals are towards the bottom in the ERA, whip, and runs allowed. Uh, so I, I would like for somebody to tell me again why that means he's doing great. Uh, um, anyway, basically that sparked a lot of outrage from Royals fans. Dayton Moore, what are you thinking? This is not true at all. Anything like that. So yeah, stocks up on ignorance uh, for Dayton Moore. Uh, because either he's just blowing smoke up Cal Eldred's rear end. Or he just really does not know. So I also I guess stocks up for brown nosing if you can if you can say that too. Stocks down on peaceful lineup card meetings. You know when the coach uh, the two coaches they come together to home plate before a baseball game starts. They're with all the umpires. Usually it's peaceful. You get to shake their hand, say hello, and this is who our starting uh, lineup is going to be. So. Toronto Blue Jays hitting coach Guillermo Martinez was ejected before Wednesday's game even started on Wednesday against the White Sox. He got in a heated argument with Doug Eddings. And apparently this kind of just extended on from the day before because Doug Eddings the day before was the home plate umpire uh, for their extra inning loss against uh, the Chicago White Sox. So and apparently he, tried, he uh, argued with him so many times or there was a lot of argument, a lot of chatter, I guess I should say, coming from the uh, Toronto dugout uh, in the game before. And basically did not like Doug Edding's strike zone, did not think that he was doing good. Um, so they got in a heated argument, and uh, the pitching coach also got ejected the, uh, on Tuesday, uh, the day before uh, Martinez got ejected. Oddly enough, Eddings was not the umpire that ejected Guillermo Martinez. Uh, which is the interesting thing. It was the one that was standing right beside him. Basically, handshakes, handshakes all around. Hello, hello, hello. I don't like you. Hello, hello. Other guy says, you don't like him? You're out of here or whatever. And uh, apparently word came out today that Martinez is actually suspended for five games because he made contact. Uh, by contact, I mean touch touch contact uh, with Doug Eddings. So that's not good. Next up, stocks up on saying that Texas is back. Now, whether or not that's a good thing, that's up to you. Arch Manning, Cooper Manning's son and the number one recruit in the class of 2023, big time quarterback coming out of high school. He announced he is all in and committing to the University of Texas. The famous, or, and it brings back the famous or infamous, I guess you should say, Joe Tessitore phrase, Texas is back. Uh, after they won a game in overtime against Notre Dame. And it turned out they were not back. Uh, and they lost to KU last year. So, you know. Anyway, uh, the phrase Texas is back started trending on social media almost immediately. Um, so, it, obviously, a lot of KU fans laughing around. Uh, Arch Manning, you know, come to Texas just to lose to KU. So, that's the thing. Next, stocks are down on vaping. Stocks have been up on vaping a lot in recent years, uh, especially the last like two or three years. I just graduated from college uh, and vaping honestly started, I guess it's been longer than two or three years. It started when I was like in high school, uh, when it was a big thing. 
you know, e-cigarettes coming around here and there instead of like actual cigarettes and tobacco. Just because um, some companies claim that they don't have tobacco, but they're not like FDA approved or anything, so they can't really prove it. Anyway, after a two-year review, the FDA are banning, they're banning Jules. J-U-U-L, which if you don't know is a brand of e-cigarettes and they also have like the flavored pods and everything. They have been, they were probably the most popular company when it came to vaping. I wouldn't know. I've never vaped um, a day in my life and uh, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy for that. I have not vaped before. Um, and I, I just know that Jules have been probably the most popular company when it came to vaping. Uh, but the FDA is banning Jewel, uh, or jewels, I guess. Um, now, does that mean that they're going to be gone forever, wiped clean from the face of the earth? No, that does not mean that at all. I'm pretty sure it just means they're just going to no longer sell them, no longer distribute them uh, in public settings or something like that. But I have a feeling that, you know, a lot of people are still going to vape out of jewels and whatnot. Last, certainly not least, and I touched on this earlier. Stocks down on patience. Uh, patience by Knicks fans. I talked about this in the very first segment uh, when I was talking about the NBA draft. What the Knicks did on draft night, oh, I, I'm just not a fan of it. And I, I know there are people who are. I'm, I'm not one of those, and I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with what they did. Um, and the there was a famous um, a video on social media, Stephen A. Smith, face in his hands and Spike Lee comes over to try to console him and they're both just like we're so impatient we're, we're just done with this so basically if you didn't know yesterday they had the 11th overall pick drafted Usman Jang who's a forward when they really needed a guard it was received with a lot of boos from Knicks fans it was the, the NBA draft was in Brooklyn so obviously there are going to be a lot of Knicks fans there so he got drafted he was met with a lot of boos about Two minutes later, we hear that the Knicks actually traded that pick to Oklahoma City. So, you know, a lot of people weren't happy with the pick anyway, but a lot of people weren't happy with Kristaps Porzingis, and he turned out being pretty decent for the Knicks before he got traded. Um, so now we don't even have a chance to see how Usman Zhang would have done with the New York Knicks. So they traded that pick away. And then they also got a trade that was mixed in with Washington and with Detroit. But they traded away Kemba Walker to Detroit. And Kemba, pretty decent season last year. Nothing nothing terrific, but still pretty decent. He's had a pretty decent career, honestly, uh, since coming in in 2011, I think. Yeah, 2011. Um, they traded him away, now with Detroit. And in return, the Knicks get future draft picks. So basically, here's what happened with the Knicks on draft day. They get nobody, except for I think they drafted in the second round. Regardless, they don't get they don't get the lottery pick that they had. They trade a player away, and they get future picks. You could kind of say the Sox are up on patience if Nick fans actually have the patience, but just given the success that the New York Knicks have had. In recent years, I say their patience is gone and they are not thrilled at all. So, Knicks fans, I'm sorry. Uh, I know 
all of you are very, very, very impatient. And uh, if I was a Nick fan, I totally would be too. That's the stock market. There's that stock market bell for you at the end of the week. So yeah. That was interesting. That was definitely uh, definitely an interesting one. There have been there were some up and down stories going on this week. Nothing nothing really too major in the realm of sports other than the NBA draft. But uh, yeah, that was uh, so yeah, that was a pretty fun stock market. Got some more best of RCST trivia for you. And we'll bring that to you when we come back. This is Lane Gillespie with Rock Chalk Sports Talk, FM 1017, 1320, KLWN. Bend on it. Did you know that on our website, klwn.com, as well as our sister stations, 1059kissfm.com, bull929.com, we have a program called Hometown Deals. So you click the tab, and it takes you to a magical place where gift cards are 50% off. We have handfuls of different restaurants and places that you can go to that you can get a 50% off gift card to. So just go to the website, click Hometown Deals, and you'll see some of those gift cards for 50% off. If you're a business and interested in being part of this as well and getting featured ads at no cash price and just gift card cost, shoot us an email, djohnson at gpmnow.com. Hey, what's going on? Derek here. I am out in Germany right now. Um, hopefully I'm having a good time. Hopefully I'm staying safe. Message to my future self, uh, Lane and whoever else bearing down here at RCST left them with some stuff while I'm away in Germany here. I, uh, went and and did a bunch of top 10 lists and we actually released, you should go check out the highlights, some, um, top 10 list of top 10 plays for KU in each of their six NCAA tournament games. You can find all those on our Twitter account, at RCST1320. But we're going to go ahead and do the top 10 list of plays for KU in each of their games. And right now, we're going to do the one for the Texas Southern game. So with that said, into the list. Number 10. The 10th best play was the first points that Kansas got of the 2022 NCAA tournament. It was a drive from Texas Southern that got stolen away. Dewan Harris knocked it away, and we saw that so many times over the NCAA tournament. Dave McCormick picked up the basketball, threw it down court. Dewan Harris runs away and gets the easy layup. And the one that will come to mind, we'll circle back to this when we get to the KU North Carolina game, is that North Carolina one. And I think it was uh, Rock Truck video that that captured the the video from behind the basket. Um, One of the North Carolina guards, forget if it was RJ Davis or Caleb Love, was driving, and I think it was 46-41, something like that. And uh, Dwan Harris just strips the ball clean from him, leads to a run out, Christian Brown layup. And, and I, I just will always remember the vision in my mind. As soon as Dewan strips the ball down and it goes to his KU teammate, you just see him pumping his fist back and forth, knowing the impact that he just made, knowing the big play that he just had. Um, and it was it was really cool to see. And, and almost knowing, too, that like, oh, this is automatic. We're going to score off of this. Into the uh, top nine. Nobody says that, but here is number, number nine. nine. Ninth best play from KU over Texas Southern for the Jayhawks. Remy Martin uh, is kind of driving out to the right. He had some great dimes, great passes in that game against Texas Southern. Flings one in off the bounce. Dewan Harris cutting behind the defense. Makes the grab. Takes it to the hoop. 
lays it in for the easy two. At the time, that extended KU's lead to, I think, 39-16. to 16. It was a dominant outing against Texas Southern. That is the ninth best play. Number eight. Eighth best play. Again, a Remy Martin pass. KU up 27-12. About six and a half, seven minutes to go. He gets kind of stopped on a pick and roll. The hedge comes out to get him, and he just kind of makes this no-look, side-swiping pass into David McCormick, rolling to the basket, finishes the layup for the easy two over uh, some smaller guys. That the number eight play for KU against Texas Southern in their first-round win. Number seven. Seventh best play. Um, KU had just missed a shot or turned the ball over or something. David McCormick ended up grabbing the basketball back. He stole it away from me. You don't see this happen very often. Like It's something if you're playing video games online, like somebody tries to do to you, or if you're like playing a press, it can happen. KU was up 27 at this point. It was the start of the second half, and after one of the Texas Southern players got the basketball, David McCormick in the front court just ripped it away from him, like taking candy from a baby, turns around and gets the two-handed jam for the uh, two points for KU. Number six. Sixth best play for KU. They get it up in transition. Christian Brown takes it at the right wing. KU's up 53-24. It was a few moments after that previous play from David McCormick. He starts driving in. Ochai Baji comes running in from the wing, and Ochai soars up. We've seen this before. Christian throws the lob. Ochai knocks it right down. Number five. Okay, into the top five for plays by the Jayhawks against Texas Southern in their first-round win. Again, we'll have... The top 10 plays, and then we'll do top 20 for the national championship uh, coming up on future editions of these top 10s here. KU at the end of the first half, up 44-19 on Texas Southern. They miss a shot. Jalen Coleman lands, who's in there for a little bit of offensive punch at the end of the first half, grabs the rebound, gathers it out to the corner by himself, doesn't get followed well enough. Number five. And he cans the three from the corner as time expires on the first half. Was it necessary, you know, for KU to hit that shot to win the game? Obviously not, but it was a cool play, and and honestly, that's the case with most of these plays. KU just beat the brains in on Texas Southern. Into the top four. Number four. Remy Martin, 56-28, Kansas up 13.5 in the second half, takes a drive to the right side, throws up a tough kind of underhand scooping layup from the right side, gets knocked to the ground, gets the and one, knocks it in, makes the shot, uh, one of many ridiculous makes by Remy Martin over the course of the NCAA tournament. Number three. Into the top three, we got another Ochai Egbaji alley-oop. It was with, oh, about six and a half, seven minutes to go in the second half. KU well insured of the victory at this point, um, up 68 to 43. And it's Dewan Harris taking the ball out of transition, out of the middle, throws it up, throws it up from, I don't know, maybe 30 feet away. Accurate pass. Ochai comes down with it, gets the two-hand slam on the alley-oop. Always fun to see dunks, to see alley-oops, and boy, could Ochai soar high in the air. Number two. Number two, Texas Southern with the ball. At this point, it's still early enough in the game. 23-12, Kansas up by 11, 8-16 to go in the first half. Remy Martin. Um, kind of baits the offensive player who has it in the side to throw one up top to his guy near the top of the three-point line. Remy baited it so well, runs up, bursts to the basketball, grabs it, goes all the way the other way, and then he gets a two-handed jam taken off from behind. And not the free-throw line, but, you know, um, kind of in between the, the, the paint there, which 
for him. You know, talking a six-foot guard, two-handed jam there. It was impressive to see. It was one of those like, oh, I didn't totally know he could dunk or, or something like that. And it was cool to see as well. You see the defensive side, the defensive acumen there paying off for Remy Martin, which that was more of the question coming into the year. Like, what's Remy Martin going to provide defensively for Bill Self and company? Obviously did enough on that play. Number one. The top play, though, from KU's win over Texas Southern in the first round of the NCAA tournament. KU gets out in transition. They work it from Dewan up to the left corner to Remy Martin. About 10 minutes to go in the first half. It's still a seven-point game, 19-12. to 12, And Remy fires a bullet pass as soon as he grabs it in the left corner to the cutting on Dave in the middle of the defense. Somehow fits it between a couple defenders on the bounce. Like he's he's hitting like a, a pool ball and spinning it a certain way. Dave grabs it, throws down the one-handed dunk with the right arm and the hammer. Dave then does the uh, raise the roof celebration that he made. So, so uh, I shouldn't say famous. It was a famous celebration before Dave had it, but that he uh, reinstituted at the University of Kansas, I guess I should say. So that is your top 10 plays. If you want to see them in video form, check them out on our Twitter page at RCST1320. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Back to you guys.